0: Welcome to my Holistic Health Podcast and the Beginner Health Sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. Welcome back, everyone, and today we're going to dive into primary food. Have you heard of that term before? You're probably wondering what it means. Well, I'm going to tell you all about it. Firstly, I want to thank beautiful Courtney for raising this topic with me. She loves the concept of primary food and we're seeking more information out about it. So what a better way to talk about it than in a podcast? And if you have a topic that interests you, please reach out. I'm more than happy to explore it with you. Primary food is all about the food or things not on your plate. So think of your plate as your beautiful dinner. The other night we had Mexican topped sweet roasted potatoes. And they were amazing. (laughs) Um, So your plate is literally what you eat and drink. Now, you're probably wondering what primary food is then, if it's not food. Primary food is the area of your life that nourishes you, specifically your relationships, career, spirituality, and physical activity. When these things are in flow, then what happens on your plate is secondary, literally. Think about it. Say you're starting a new relationship. You're so loved up that you just float along. You don't even think about food. You hardly wanna eat. You certainly don't think about the balance of carbs versus protein versus fats. You don't count calories. You just love moving your body. And the funny thing is that we often lose weight through this phase. Now, let's think about your career. Have you ever changed jobs and started a new eating routine at the same time? It's like it's felt easier to create a new lifestyle for yourself because you were in a new place and you no longer had those old habits. You got to recreate what life looked like for you. And what about your spiritual practice? Do you have a spiritual practice? Now, this could be a religious practice or it could be meditating. For me, it can be swimming or running, any kind of movement really. And it could be journaling or watching the sunrise. It's a practice that brings peace to our bodies and calms our mind. It connects us to our heart and soul, and in those moments, we aren't thinking about our next meal or craving foods. Then there's the physical activity. I don't know about you, but I can't eat before I exercise, and if I do, I want to vomit whilst doing the exercise. I know some people can eat beforehand, it's just not my thing. I also don't feel like eating or drinking straight afterwards, nor do I ever eat during exercise, water only. So moving my body and finding the right flow motivates me to do more and to be more. So can you think about a time in your life when these situations were true for you? Or are there similar kind of situations that are coming up for you and are coming up in your mind? That's why relationships, career, spirituality and physical activity are all considered primary food, because when they're in balance, we truly don't worry about what's on our plate. But what happens when they're not in balance? Let's look at the job you've been in for a long time. And perhaps those habits and cravings are there. You know, the coffee at 10am and those amazing muffins at your coffee shop. The ones that your, make your eyes water and your tummy call out to you. Yes, today. Let's have that today. It'll go great with your almond milk latte. Drool, drool, drool. <laughs> now that we've talked about food, let's talk about your job. <laughs> so on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being, I love my job and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Zero being, or one being, I don't like my job and can I escape right now? What score would you give your job? Is it a six? It's a good job, but I don't really love it. Or would you give it an 8? I enjoy the work I do. I love the people. I turn up for my job when I'm there, but I'm still but I still love going on holidays more than working. Often we'll say, "I know I have a good job, but you know, I don't like some of the work or a particular person, or I just hang for my breaks." Sometimes we all feel like we're getting th- just getting through the day. And it's okay to have those days, but when we're turning to food and we're not hungry, we're brain-hungry, head over to episode 56 to learn more about this, Um, then if we're we're brain-hungry, what this can mean is, my boss gave me some more work, I'm going to go and eat. That person is an idiot, I'm going to go and eat. I'm saying the same things over and over, I'm going to go and eat. I've been looking at and responding to emails for, oh, 30 minutes now. I'm going to go and eat. I'll have, uh, I have to write a, write or review a procedural document. I'm going to go and get that coffee. This is a sign that we're out of alignment. Remember our body's always talking to us and eating when we're not hungry is an opportunity to listen into what's truly going on. You may not be able to do anything in the moment. You might have to suck it up and get on with it, but remember, when you can learn to love where you are and move through all the challenges you have, then you find freedom. Because if you think quitting your job to find another one will mean the problems go away, I'm sorry to tell you, but they won't. So learn to manage your mind where you are, and then you can level up into a new sense of freedom, and that freedom brings choice. Do I stay or do I go? So, what about relationships? I'll tell you a funny, aka not so funny story. A few years ago, we had a friend of Teddy's come over to our place. It was in the afternoon, we'd had a big morning with sport, so I'll admit I was tired and I'm happy to take responsibility. We decided to get out of the house and take the boys across the park, but Teddy's friend said no to putting on sunscreen. Now, it's sunscreen or no going outside. Plus, he had fair skin, just like Teddy, just like me, and I've had too many years of burnt skin, and I don't. And I want to protect the kid's skin, plus my own. I don't want anyone getting sunburned. So I said, "Okay, then we're not going outside." Then I suggested the boys sit on the lounge and watch a movie, but this little boy wouldn't do that either. <laughs> he didn't know um, what he wanted to do. So we decided to take him home. After some towing and froing, we went. With, perhaps it's time to to go home. We called his mum and headed out to drop him off, but before we did, I literally opened a packet of Doritos and was eating one after the other after the other in the kitchen. Chris came in, looked at me with this wry smile and said, what are you doing? And my only response was, I know I'm eating because I'm stressed. I didn't want to take out my tiredness or frustration at this little boy. I've never wanted to do that. And funnily enough, he noticed. Now, he didn't notice why I was eating or the fact that I was eating. But what he noticed was that I didn't yell at him at any point. So he told his parents that Teddy's parents don't yell and asked if his parents could stop yelling too. Now, let me say that Teddy's friend has lovely parents and I get along with them really well. And we had a really good laugh about it. Now you think, now you think about it, when you have an argument with your spouse or partner, Do you feel like eating a salad or would you prefer to dive into those chips, cheese and chocolate? The three C's I'm calling them now. If you have a fight with a friend, do you feel like a glass of water or a beer? You don't have to have an argument with someone to feel out of balance. You can choose to feel out of balance. We choose our feelings, yes, yes we do. It's our thoughts that drive our feelings. So if we're thinking, gosh, my kids are rude to me how do you think you'll feel and is it more likely that you'll have a second glass of wine or down that tub of ice cream? So let's look at a spiritual practice. I was raised Catholic. I'm still Catholic but not a practicing Catholic. We occasionally go to church. That's just part of what we choose to do. But talking about a spiritual practice confused me for a long time and it was when I started to see things like movement Um, say, swimming and running as my spiritual practice, I started to find my balance in this space. I started to be okay with it. Now I also meditate and journal. I do EFT tapping. There's lots of things out there, and they're all beautiful self-love rituals. So imagine if you didn't have some type of spiritual practice in your life. Imagine if you refuse to acknowledge your intuition, slow down and just take time out for yourself in whatever way resonates with you. That could be fixing a car, could be riding a horse, it could be going for a bushwalk. This disregard for something bigger than ourselves can create dis-ease in the body. We might have more colds and flus than others. We might get injured more than others. We might have a tough time communicating with others. There are many ways that dis-ease can manifest, and it's important to look at what that means for you. Some people may find themselves celebrating perhaps too much and when that happens they're disconnected from themselves. They don't know who they are and what they truly like. It's not to say that you can't have a good time, it's just asking the question, is that what you truly want to do? Learning the art of slowing down takes time. But if you but if you can start with three slow breaths, deep breathing into your lungs like filling up your whole lungs, you will feel so much better. And on a final note about spiritual practices, believing that there is nothing bigger than outside of ourselves is still a belief, and it's okay to have that belief. Just look at the ways you're creating rituals that light you up and come from a place of self-love in your life currently. Physical activity. Okay, where do I start? Physical activity is a mind-body-soul sport. It's been proven to help with our mental state. It releases endorphins, so we feel amazing. It helps us feel good in our body, and it supports lymphatic drainage. Just to name a few things. If you're not moving your body regularly, how motivated do you feel to get up and go for a walk? How much easier is it to open that packet of chips and put on Netflix? It's actually super easy to move your body Just stand up, wiggle it, keep wiggling it, and see how you feel. And remember, you feel better when you move, even if your brain's telling you that's not the case. So, what's the solution to all of this, you might ask? When you see that packet of chips, wine, chocolate, pecan pie, sticky date pudding, beer, etc., calling you, ask yourself why. And just on a side note, it can be the healthy foods too. It could be the salad. Bliss balls, the smoothie, the granola, the, you know, banana bread. It could be anything. If you're eating from brain hunger, you're actually not hungry. So ask yourself, what do I really want? Or what am I avoiding by eating this thing? Then the next question is, can I sit with this emotion and allow the emotion to pass through me? And I literally mean sit. Don't get up and do something else, just sit and allow. It will totally feel uncomfortable because you're used to buffering with food or drink or doing something. Just sit, don't move until the emotion has gone through you. The first wave takes about 90 seconds, it can take longer, and if you can sit there for longer, do it. But after that first 90 seconds, it's okay to get up and live your life and continue to allow that emotion to move through you. Yes. We can multitask and manage our emotions and live our lives at the same time. Now, to finally answer Courtney's question, and I hope the answer is obvious from what I've shared. When we start to focus on primary food, does our life get better? What do you think the answer to that is? The answer is yes. When we start to focus on what brings us joy in our life, in how we want to feel on purpose, on building strong, healthy, beautiful relationships, when we're in careers and jobs we love, when we take time out for ourselves and move our bodies in ways that we enjoy, our lives literally light up. That's not to say all the drama is gone forever, but when you employ that technique I shared with you above about sitting with your emotions, allowing them to be there, then you get to choose. You can still be angry with your partner if they say something mean, but it doesn't mean you, you'll hit the Italian patisserie and that vanilla slice until he apologises. It also doesn't mean you have to love your job, but you can explore loving where you're at and knowing that life is 50-50. And sometimes we feel sad, lonely, and unhappy, but life will always show us the other side of which is joyful, connected, and happy. Life is not meant to be easy, but it's also not meant to be hard. It's a balance of the two, and if you're sitting on one side of the fence more than the other, it's time to look at why that is. And if you're happy with the answer, keep doing it. But if you're not, what's one change you can make today to bring yourself closer to that 10? Thank you for joining me today, and please hop over to either my Instagram or or business Facebook page and share your key takeaways from this episode. And next week, we're going to double down and talk about eating our emotions. It's an extension on today's podcast, and I look forward to exploring it with you then. See you in the next episode.